minutes? You have a few minutes to talk about the Parsha? Definitely. Let's go. When we think about dreams and the Torah, we always talk about Yosef being the dreamer, the one who can decipher dreams and interpret dreams. Maybe it's because the brothers actually call him Bala Chalomot, the master of the dreams, as we'll see in a few weeks' time. But in this week's Parsha, we find Yaakov Avinu going to sleep and dreaming a dream. And the way the Torah sets it up is very interesting because the way the Torah describes Yaakov actually during the dream, there's many activities, many verbs the Torah uses to describe how Yaakov is lying down, falling asleep, and then he dreams a dream. And then after the dream, he jumps up from the dream, and then also he gets up in the morning. There seems to be a lot more to the dream than the actual dream itself. And also when we think about the dreams of Yosef and comparing them to Yaakov's dream, Yosef's dreams were all about the vision of the future, some kind of prophecy. Yosef's dreams, Paro's dreams, they're all about the future. Yaakov's dream is not a prophecy for the future or some kind of vision. It's more of an image that's going on in his dream. And again, looking at the entire story of the dream, there seems to be a lot more to the dream than the actual dream itself. So what is this all about? It's a very interesting point. Never thought about that, that contrast between Yosef and all those other dreams which really are about the future and this seems to be sort of some image of the present. But what's interesting is this image of the present seems to be really shocking to Yaakov Avinu. If we follow the psukim, we see again and again this sort of surprise, this astonishment of Yaakov Avinu from what he's seeing. In one pasuk, we see again and again the word vehine. Vehine means when something is unexpected. I suddenly see something I didn't expect. I'm presented with something that I didn't know. Vehine, he sees a ladder. Then Vehine, he sees the angels climbing up and down. And then the third Vehine, Vehine, Hashem Nitzavalav. He sees Hashem upon him. And by the way, the Midrash, there's an argument. Vehine Hashem Nitzavalav is either upon the ladder or upon him. But regardless, this is something which surprises Yaakov. And he also wakes up. He's surprised. So what's going on here? On the one hand, as you're saying, there is no prophecy in this dream. But on the other hand, there's some great revelation that Yaakov is experiencing. Yaakov Avinu grows up in a house with HaKadosh Baruch Hu in it. Avram teaches the world about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Yitzchak continues his way. He learns the concept of sacrifice for HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He learns to follow and fill his life with godliness. But something in this dream is teaching a new level. It seems that this ladder, which has its steady feet on the ground and its head reaches all the way in the sky, this connection between earth and the sky with the angels going up and down, this ladder may be Yaakov Avinu himself. As the Midrash says, V'Hashem Nitzav Alav is not necessarily on the ladder, it's on Yaakov. Yaakov in a way is the ladder. Yaakov in a way is learning that although God created the world and God fills the world, God put the responsibility in our hands and God is dependent on us to bring godliness into the world. These angels need him. These angels are climbing up and down the ladder that he creates in the world. The Midrash compares Paro who says he's standing on top of the, or on top of his God, versus Yaakov Avinu, where God is standing on top of him, saying that the tzaddikim elohehem mitkayem alehem, as if their God stands upon them. They're the ones who hold up God kivyachol in this world. Without them, God would be hidden. This responsibility, this understanding of not only who God is, but who Yaakov Avinu is, and who we are, and our mission and responsibility in this world, is something that is a new revelation to Yaakov Avinu. And if you think of it like that, 
that, although you said many dreams are prophecies, they're talking about the future. Here we have a dream about the present. Here we have a dream that's revealing the potential, the essence of who Yaakov is. We know that our dreams reveal something from a subconscious level, something that in our conscious level, we may be denying, we may not have access to because it doesn't fit our existing picture of our current life. Here too, that's what the dream is. Yaakov sees himself and from day one, we see Yaakov slowly, slowly opening up. Rivka pushes him. The next steps, Hashem pushes him. Yaakov seems to slowly, slowly realize and recognize who he is and what he is capable of. You know, we often think about a dream as something that we don't have, something we wish we could have, something distant, something far away. And usually these types of dreams are dreams that you wake up and you say, ah, yeah, I wish I had that. But here we're learning about the true essence of a dream. A dream is telling you something about what your potential is, what's actually there. Not what you don't have, but actually what you do have. And therefore, Yaakov Avinu is able to get up from this dream and right away take action and start doing things and start living based on the dream because he understands that the dream is a revelation of his inner self and not some prophecy or some hope of the future. I think it's beautiful what you're saying, especially at the situation where Yaakov stands now just as he's leaving Eretz Yisrael. But also if we take a look towards the end of the Parsha, we find again Yaakov dreaming. And in that case too, it's a dream that leads into action. But even more so, at the end of the Parsha, we first see Yaakov acting, we see his actions. And only after that, we learn that those actions actually came from a dream as he tells Rachel and Leah just before they leave Beit Lavan. And I think like you were saying, one of the things that there's more to this dream than the dream itself and what the Torah is trying to tell us here is about the concept of dreaming and specifically where Yaakov Avinu is at this stage of his life. As we know, he's leaving his home. He just spent 14 years in Yeshiva by Shem and Evil, and he's about to embark on a journey into the world of Lavan, which is the exact opposite of the Yeshiva world. A world filled with lies, filled with trickery. And just as the Torah describes that Yaakov is in that place, in the Makomazeh, on that borderline between being in Yeshiva, about to go into the world of Lavan, he has to go to his dream. He has to go and find his inner self, find Hashem in him, and put Hashem as a glory on top of him, in front of him, as we mentioned a few weeks ago with Avraham Avinu, which interestingly enough, again, looking at the Parsha, seeing the whole story around Yaakov Avinu lying down, taking that stone, the few stones, becoming one stone, putting it by his head. As we know, Yaakov Avinu symbolizes the Tefillin Shel Rosh. He symbolizes Tiferet, the Tefillin Shel Rosh that are Tiferet, the Tefillin Shel Rosh, which are the glory of Am Yisrael, which the Gemara says is the glory that we show to the world. Yaakov Avinu, as you were saying, finds Hashem within him and puts it on his head for everybody to see, to reveal HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. And maybe that's the reason why the Torah goes into so much detail about this dream is to tell us, number one, it's within you. You have to reveal it. But number two, even more importantly, Yaakov Avinu doesn't leave it just as a dream. He gets up and he takes action. As you were saying, he takes that stone and he makes it into a matzeva, into a reminder that will continuously remind him throughout his entire time at Lavan's house that Shem Hashem Nikra Alecha, that Shem's name is upon him, that his job is to reveal Hashem in the world. And especially now, as he's about to go into the world of Lavan, that's what Yaakov probably needs the most, is that constant reminder, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will always be with him. And again, as we see at the end of the Parsha, in his second dream, that's exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells him. I'm still here. I'm still with you. Go back to Eretz Yisrael. Like Rashi says, where I can continue putting my Shekhinah onto you in Eretz Yisrael. It's interesting what you're saying about this timing of Yaakov being just at the moment of leaving the world he maybe preferred to be in and going into this unknown. Yaakov's probably thinking to himself, why do I need this? Why can't I stay? I can find godliness here where I am. Why do I need to go to Lavan? And God turns to him in the dream and says, you know why? Because I depend on you. Because if you stay in your spiritual bubble, the world will continue to lack godliness. I need you to go out now because it's up to you because 
I'm standing on your shoulders. It's up to you to reveal godliness in the world. And this is exactly the message Yaakov needs to understand why he needs to go and the mission that he has before him. Exactly. Yaakov Avinu understands that his job is to take godliness, as he was saying, into the world of Lavan. Gets up. He doesn't leave his dream just as a dream, but he takes that dream, translates it into goals, into a vow, into a neder he makes. And as we see at the end of the parsha, he's ready to come home, back home to Eretz Yisrael. And in the next week's parsha, he's able to say, With everything that he goes through at Lavan's house in this week's parsha, still kept his faith, still kept his imuna, and continue prevailing in Hashem's name. Shkoyach, beautiful. Shkoyach to you, and we'll talk again next week. More talking Torah videos on different topics. Check out our YouTube channel.